Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Welcome back, my friends. Before I start the episode, I want to let you know that I have a few slots open for one-on-one private coaching with me. My coaching slots fill up very quickly. So if you're finally ready to lose your weight for good, now is a great time to start, especially with summer vacations right around the corner. You can click on the link in my show notes or go to my website, www.eva.fit and click on the one-on-one coaching link that'll take you right to my application page. So if you're ready to get your mindset right and permanently lose your weight the uncomplicated way, I got you. As I was preparing this episode, I did a quick Google search on today's topic, which is mindful drinking. And I found maybe five different internet definitions for it, which made me realize that the way that I teach my clients mindful drinking isn't necessarily the internet's definition of mindful drinking. And I'm totally fine with that because my method is simple and it works. And that's all that matters. My method doesn't require you to close your eyes and smell the cocktail and think about its origins and how it made its way into your glass or to try to taste all the different notes and the flavors in it. I don't have time for that shit and I'm guessing neither do you. So my approach to mindful drinking is very similar to my approach to mindful eating. It's simply the act of being conscious and intentional with what you're putting in your mouth. I think I've shared this story before, but I used to drink a lot. For many years, I would drink anywhere from one glass of wine to one bottle of wine every single night. I know that that may sound crazy to many people, but I never actually identified as an alcoholic or even as someone with a problem. Although some people did tell me that they thought I had a problem. I never thought I had a problem because I knew that I could stop whenever I wanted to. And I truly did stop whenever I wanted to stop. There were many times when I stopped completely cold turkey and I didn't even feel an urge or desire to drink for long periods of time. And I think it's because Deep down, I knew that I was just drinking on autopilot as something to do to distract myself, not something that I thought I needed to have or that I had uncontrollable urges and desires for. It was more just like something to do at night. Very similar to when I was an emotional eater, I would just eat because I was avoiding certain emotions and I was avoiding feeling certain feelings. And I often did my emotional eating and my drinking concurrently. But it was it was always this autopilot 
mindless thing for me. It wasn't something that I was necessarily compelled to do and I found that I couldn't control myself. At least with the drinking, with the eating, it was a little bit different and I had to approach my emotional eating uh, struggles in a much different way. But even before I knew all the tools that I know today, I definitely had a level of awareness around my drinking more so than around my eating for sure. And I say this to be very clear that I know that's not necessarily the case for everyone. So if drinking is a problem for you or something that you struggle to control, this mindful drinking method may not be the best method for you. This may not be the right episode for you. I have worked with clients that have weight issues and drinking issues, and the approach that I use to coach them is completely different. It's a totally different episode. I've also worked with clients that want to completely stop drinking, and that's also a different episode. This episode is for you if you want to have a healthier relationship with alcohol so that it doesn't sabotage your weight loss journey. Because the reality is, if you're over drinking, you'll have a harder time losing weight. My clients often come to me in the beginning of our coaching relationship saying, I do really well during the week, but the weekends get really hard because that's when I hang out with my friends or my partner and we like to go to breweries or we like to order a bottle of wine for the table or a pitcher of margaritas and then everything goes straight to hell. It's important to remember a few things. If you're drinking a lot of calories by drinking beer or sweet cocktails or mixed drinks that have a lot of sugar in them or have a lot of mixtures in them, that's definitely going to slow down your weight loss. I'm being very honest here. I actually don't recommend beer or sugary cocktails if you're trying to lose weight. I actually recommend if you're trying to lose weight and you want to drink, drinking alcohol straight or on the rocks or maybe like a dirty martini or wine is also okay. Um, But anything like a beer or, you know, Mai Tais and margaritas and um, that sort of thing, they just have a lot of just unnecessary calories that just throws things off. I talk about that in another episode where I discuss drinking. It's episode 19 titled, Can You Drink Alcohol and Still Lose Weight? I go more into detail in that episode about what you maybe should or shouldn't drink if you're trying to lose weight. But yeah, in general... I would avoid beer and sugary cocktails if you're trying to lose weight. The other thing that happens when you're drinking alcohol is you often get the desire to munch on something, right? Like tortilla chips at a Mexican restaurant is a, is a really big one. I hear this one all the time, right? It's like, you know, they bring the chips and the guac to the table and, you know, you're just munching along. And then next thing you know, the basket is empty. And so now you're not only drinking a lot of extra calories, you're also mindlessly eating, So once you're tipsy or you're drunk, you stop making decisions from the part of your brain that wants what's best for you. And that's why oftentimes you'll find yourself overeating and over drinking. And then the next day, inevitably, you will feel like shit. So by following my method of mindful drinking, you stay in control the whole time. When you stay in control, you don't have to worry about blacking out and forgetting what happened or what you said to someone you know, or you don't have to have uninterrupted sleep. You don't have to wake up with a hangover and then you're completely unproductive the next day. And you won't go off of your food plan and sabotage your weight loss progress. You can absolutely enjoy a night out and enjoy your weekends without depriving yourself as long as you approach it from a place of mindfulness and intention. That requires you to make your drinking decisions 
ahead of time, just like I teach you to make your food decisions ahead of time. This results in you holding yourself accountable for following your plan, honoring your commitment to yourself, trusting yourself, and trusting your body. That is very powerful. There is no reason to feel out of control around food or alcohol if you approach it in this way. So all of your decisions around drinking have to come from your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that wants to support your goals and help you become the best version of yourself. Not your primitive brain that wants it right now and doesn't care about the consequences. Quick reminder on the difference between the prefrontal and primitive brain. Think of your primitive brain as a toddler with scissors. It's cute and it's dangerous, and it can't be trusted to make good decisions because it doesn't operate from that space. It just doesn't know better. It wants what it wants right then and there. It wants to have fun. It wants to be free to roam around. It doesn't care about the consequences. Your primitive brain wants to indulge. Your primitive brain wants to eat all the tortilla chips and guac and salsa and drink all the margaritas. That's your primitive brain. Your primitive brain wants to drink when you're bored or sad or anxious or when you feel peer pressure. Your prefrontal cortex is like the mature adult in the room that takes the scissors and redirects the toddler to go play with her toys instead of sharp objects because she knows the consequences. That's how you want to make decisions about your food choices and your drinking choices from that calm, neutral place of, I know what's best for me, I know what my goals are, and I know what I need to do tomorrow to get closer to those goals, so this is what I'm choosing to drink. Your prefrontal cortex knows what will best serve you, even when your primitive brain wants to throw a temper tantrum. The more brain decisions that you make ahead of time involving the prefrontal cortex, the easier it gets to stick to eating and drinking just what you said you were going to eat and drink. And that exercise builds so much confidence and consciousness in yourself. And it's how you build self-control around things that used to control you. And when you're making these drinking decisions ahead of time, I'm not even saying to drink in moderation or whatever else other people like to say. I actually don't use the word moderation very often, even when it comes to eating. I prefer mindfulness and intention over moderation because I think moderation just means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So anyway, that's not what I'm even talking about. It's not drinking in moderation. It's literally planning how much you're going to drink and then sticking to it. So if today's Friday and you say, On Saturday, I'm going out with my friends and I'm going to drink two bottles of wine or I'm going to have 10 shots of tequila. That's fine as long as you plan it ahead of time. I want you to be honest with yourself and don't limit yourself. And then when Saturday comes, that's all you're going to drink. You're not going to have two and a half bottles of wine. You're not going to have 12 shots of tequila. You're going to drink what you said you were going to drink and that one sip more. You are honoring what you said you were going to do. You're not responding to your desires or your urges in the moment or being swayed by what someone else is doing. So say you're with someone and they're on their, you know, 11th shot, right? Let them be on their 11th shot. You had 10 written down. 
and 10 is what it is. I know some of these numbers sound a little, may sound a little crazy to some people, but hey, no judgment. If that's your limit, that's your limit. But you have to honor it and you have to stick to it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else's opinions are once you've reached your limit. We always want our actions to be driven from the prefrontal cortex when it comes to anything that involves concentrated pleasure, like alcohol, eating certain foods that bring you joy, shopping, gambling, right? Anything that brings you this concentrated amount of pleasure in one fell swoop, you always want to use your prefrontal cortex because these are the things that can very easily get out of control. You don't want to allow your lower brain to manage you because that's a very slippery slope that leads right to self-sabotage and the fuck it thinking. When you're coming up with your drinking plan, I want you to think about why you want to drink. What will be the consequences? What will be the obstacles? For example, that friend that always wants to pressure you to keep drinking. I think we all know someone like that, right? That's an obstacle that you want to anticipate for. So you're ready, you're prepared. Plan what you're going to drink and why in a very deliberate way. Whenever you want to drink, I want you to plan it 24 hours in advance. You need to plan what you will drink and how much you will drink. Make that decision with a clear mind and commit to it 100%. Now, don't underestimate how much you want to drink because you don't want to get in a position where you're letting your lower brain take over. That's why it sounds a little dramatic when I say, hey, if you want two bottles, go write down two bottles. You want 10 shots, write down 10 shots, right? It's better than underestimating what you think you're going to want. Oh, you know, I'll be all right with one glass when you know you're going to want three. Be honest with yourself. No one's going to see this except for you. Unless you're my client, I'm going to see it. (laughs) And I'm going to hold you accountable. But I want you to Make sure you're being honest because you don't want to get into that position. When your lower brain takes over, you want to stay in charge. So if you say three drinks, that's it. You say 10 drinks, that's it. You are the one managing that from your prefrontal cortex. It's always decided 24 hours ahead of time and it's always deliberate. If it isn't on your plan, don't drink it. If you have an urge to drink that isn't planned from your prefrontal cortex, you do not under any circumstance drink. Don't resist the urge. Just allow it to be there. It will pass. You have a sudden urge right now to have a cocktail? Nope. Plan for it. You can have it tomorrow. You can have it in 24 hours. It's really that simple. And some of you may be thinking, okay, well, it's really challenging though, because once I start drinking, I lose the ability to allow for that urge. I just have to kind of keep going. And that's often true. You may lose the ability to allow the urge. It may feel very uncomfortable, but you will be surprised at the power of the prefrontal cortex, even when your brain is inebriated. You would be surprised the power that writing something down has. So I encourage you to try it. And here's how I want you to approach it. Think about how many drinks it's going to take for you to lose control so that you know you will always stay in control. Honor those decisions. If after three glasses of wine, you start feeling out of control and you don't want to feel that way, 
Because really, does it feel good to feel out of control? If you really think about it, if you think about it from your higher self, from your prefrontal cortex, feeling out of control, is that really something that you want to feel? Probably not. Then if three glasses of wine is your limit, then you start to feel out of control, then that is your plan limit. Only you know what that is though, right? I can't tell you, your partner can't tell you, your best friend can't tell you. I don't know what your limit is, but you do. That's why you're the one that has to decide ahead of time what your limit is going to be. It's about making the best decisions for you. That's what mindful drinking is all about. So ask yourself these questions. What do you want your regular drinking life to be like? How often do you want to drink and why? Make those decisions on purpose and not from any kind of conditioned response or from a belief that you can't control yourself once you start drinking. That is a very disempowering belief. These decisions have to come from the belief that you do have control. The reason why this works is because once you start being mindful, you're no longer drinking from a reactive place or from autopilot. You're aware. You know exactly what you're going to do and exactly what your limits are. So you stay in control. And just like when you plan your meals, even your exception meals, you'll quickly realize that when you're mindfully choosing what to drink and how much to drink, and you're coming from the place that wants what's best for you and your goals, you're not going to overindulge. You genuinely won't want to. One very important thing to add here is that anytime you drink alcohol, because it can dehydrate you, you have to always drink water on a one-to-one ratio. So for every glass of wine, beer, cocktail, shot, you need to drink water in between. This not only slows everything down and it slows down the effect that it has on you, it forces you to be more mindful. It keeps you hydrated and when you're hydrated, you're less likely to get hungover. So instead of reaching for chips or peanuts or whatever in between sips, take a few sips of water instead. Once I started doing this, I stopped getting headaches and hangovers. It is a total game changer. I teach this to all of my clients that drink and they're always like, how come I never knew this? I was actually at a dinner the other day at this place where they had us sitting in groups and I was talking to the lady next to me and she's a doctor. And she was saying, I hope I don't get hungover. I don't usually drink wine. And I told her the water trick and her mind was blown. She also was like, how come I never knew this? It was pretty funny. Okay, so here's how you do a drink plan. Remember, you're planning this in advance, just like your food plan. First, you're going to write down what you plan to drink specifically. So don't write a few cocktails. Be specific. I'm going to drink wine or beer or dirty martinis, Long Island iced teas, whatever it is. Be specific. Second, you're going to write how many drinks you will have. Again, think about your limits. Not anyone else's limit, your limits. Third, you're going to write why you've decided to drink. It can be as simple as because it's date night or because it's my friend's birthday or whatever your reason is. No judgment necessary. Just stick to the facts of why you've decided to drink. Next, you're going to write how you think you will feel before 
during and after you drink. And then you stick to the plan. And if you do this every time you choose to drink, you will no longer be drinking on a whim, on autopilot, because you can't control yourself, because you're feeling feelings you don't want to feel, or because you just felt some compelling urge. This is how you drink mindfully. This is how you build a healthy relationship with alcohol, where you're in control and where you're making decisions that support your ultimate goals. That's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.